Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on December 27th, 2016. How's everybody doing? I'm sorry, I'm like sniffing like Trump at the uh, at the campaign there. I, why do they make the salsa thing uh, containers the way they are, where you get to the bottom and you have to put your hands in there like some sort of mongrel? And uh, I took it to the next level and just got some spaghetti sauce out and started dipping it out of that with some Tostitos. So I belong in a kennel. Um, <clears throat> you can always listen to the show on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, YouTube, and follow me on Twitter at, uh, oh, and on Google Play, too. Uh, you can follow me at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. So, how's everybody doing? Um, yes, there is, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, I made a declaration, a promise to the people that listen diligently to the Red Ticket Blues podcast that I would be more consistent with episodes. I wanted to make that commitment to you, and I failed miserably. So, I don't think any of you are expecting anything less, but... <sighs> I'm admitting it, and the sniffing is also due to some uh, serious habanero hot sauce that I put in as well, so if you're kind of confused as to why salsa would make me sniff, but uh, anyways, um, maybe I shouldn't have recorded the podcast this time. Anyways, um, yes, I've, I've been bad. Uh, I've been bad. Uh, I apologize. I've been bad. Uh, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of travel. I mean, I'm in, still in Puerto Rico, and uh, a, lot, a lot of family stuff. I've also been lazy, too, uh, and that's on me, but I am here now. And I'm on a uh, headphone microphone, so if it sounds terrible, then I'm sorry. So yeah, we've gone from the regular microphone to the on-the-road microphone, which I forgot the cord in San Juan, and I'm not in San Juan, and now I'm using headphone microphones. So the next podcast podcast will probably be, you know, two cans and a fucking string at that point, um, and suitable for a treehouse or clubhouse of sorts. But here I am, um, drinking the Puerto Rican uh, national beer, unofficial uh, Medalla Light. Never seen the Medalla regular. Anyways, uh, and uh, let's see, it's about 3.42 in the afternoon, so uh, I've been drinking all day. Um, uh, it's the definition of binge drinking, I think is what, four to five drinks in a sitting, a serving? Not a serving, but a sitting. Uh, that was a while ago, we'll put it that way. So binge drinking is in my rearview mirror at this point. But I figured I'd jump in here, and if you're wondering the uh, opening music as well, uh, the, the, the actual Red Ticket Blues theme music, which I'm sure all of you have your cell phones set to, uh, is on my other computer. So I've just sort of been putting, I, I don't know, I put the original song and then like a cover song. I don't know. I, that's as creative as I can get. I, I apologize. If that's not good enough for you, then go do whatever you have to do to feel better about yourself. So anyways, the sniffing is going to dissipate, I can tell you that. All right, so... Um, I'll tell you, a lot of the sports that I wanted to talk about, I had all set for like last week, so a lot of them are very uh, stale takes on sports. So we'll try to get to some sports talk at some point, but a lot of it's stale, and in this 24-7 news cycle, it's, I don't know, not as interesting. Do you want to hear about Michael Floyd's DUI? I mean, we kind of know about that. He's the wide receiver of the Patriots now. We all saw the video. We'll we'll get into it and some other shit, too, but uh, George Carl, um, former NBA coach with choice words for the league, People are angry. I will give you my fresh take. Oh, it's fresh. It's just take the lid off. Mm. Gonna love it. Love it. But here I am. You know, we're in a place uh, in Isabela, the western part, northwestern part of Puerto Rico. Place right on the beach. It is amazing. We took a long walk on the beach today. Yeah, that, that's what you do. That's what you do. You take long walks on the beach. And I'll tell you, we took a long walk on the beach. It was a round trip, about two miles. So remember that cannabis song when he was beefing with LL Cool J? Like, some of you younger people may not remember this, but 
you know, the, 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 they had the whole uh, the, the, the diss tracks against each other. I was so wrapped up in that. I don't know why. Uh, you're talking about running 20 miles of soft sand on or off land. You know, it just, I want to see that little midget, uh, little short person, run 20 miles on soft sand. He was a pygmy, and uh, his, uh, you know, his legs were the size of my wrist. So I'd like to see him uh, run 20 miles in soft sand. I, uh, man, I used to take that shit so seriously. Oh, man, yo, he got him with that second round knockout. And oh, LL Cool J came back with the Jack the Ripper track. Oh, he got him. It was so, I mean, Brian, get over yourself. You're, you're a white guy from a rural Connecticut um, when, that, when that came out. Town of 5,000 people, and I was wrapped up in the cannabis L Cool J battle. Put that in perspective for a second. Uh, so, and I, I, I don't know. I guess there's diss tracks now. I, I don't really listen to, to hip hop anymore. You got the. Everyone seems to have a Lil or a Young in front of it. Lil Jeezy, Young, Young Jeezy. Lil Jeezy? Lil, Lil Somebody, Young Somebody. I don't know. You need more old people. Like old, old Frank. Old Frank rocking the ones and twos. He's got that diss track. You know? Talking about how... Because, you know, hip-hop's all about, like, how much money you got, how many chicks you can get, all that. And uh, I want to see some old guy come out. Is any of this funny? Uh, <laughs> I want to see some old guy come out and just, you know, old Frank. Try some freestyle here. Let's see. This could be a horrific scene. All right. Yo. 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 Uh, I got no dough. I got no flow. If you listen to me, you whack for show. All right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got no checks. I got no chicks. If you... I got no money to listen to Netflix. Watch Netflix, listen to Netflix. Oh, jeez, that, that was just horrendous. Anyways, um, none of that was absolutely funny at all, was it? Uh, so we're staying in this place. It's beautiful. Right on the beach, like I said. Um reasonably afforded. I mean, we're talking $120, $130 a night. I mean, the beach is probably 25 feet away from our deck, which is ground level. And I mean, that, that enters. I mean, I could sit on the couch and look at the beach and it's right there. I could, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, I have to say this softly though. It is a four person building, excuse me, four unit building. And uh, the people next to us on the ground level might be the ugliest family I've ever seen in my life. They're like the three little pigs. That's really what they are. Uh, and I hate to be judgmental. Not true. That's a lie. I love to be judgmental. They are three piggish human beings. And uh, let's see. They're they're of similar stature. They're short, chubby. Uh, they look like short, chubby, pig-nosed Australians. We'll put it that way. And even though one of them was watching American football last night, uh, the Cowboys and the Lions, the, 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 it's a man, it's a man, woman, child. Um, and he was watching. So yeah, with the door wide open and that the illumination of Dak Prescott glistening off his enormous belly. Uh, but they are pigs. Um, I hope the wolf doesn't blow it down. It's, I forget the nursery rhyme. I huff and puff. And, but, uh, I don't know what he does. The only suitable thing I can imagine him actually doing for employment is some sort of uh, dungeon master or uh, maybe shoveling shit into the back of a uh, flatbed truck. <laughs> I, I don't know what else he could do. I mean, other than just look ugly. I mean, listen, I'm not winning Sexiest Man of the Sexiest Man of the Year. Um, I was an alternate on my Little League 
all-star team, which was bullshit because I batted like 800. But uh, I probably mentioned this before, too. So some of you are rolling your eyes saying, oh, God, Brian, get over it. I clearly have. I only bring it up every once in a while. But so far, this is a uh, good time. Uh, but you know it's not a good time? 2016. So I was just on Twitter, and I saw Carrie Fisher, uh, Princess Leia of Star Wars, has passed away. It's 60 years old, and that's rough. Um, I mean, I know everyone tries to get in and jump in on their jokes, which I do, too. And listen, I, I, I press send, and I feel kind of shitty, but at the same time, it's prime time. Let's do it. Um, this, this is when you, when you get in. This is when you get the eyeballs. Uh, but you know what? 60 years old is tough. And I even said that. I mean, that, no one deserves to go that early. I, I like when people said no one deserves to die at 60. Oh, so they, desired, they deserve to die at 85. Did they, just, did they do something to deserve that? Oh, oh sons of bitches, right? The Carrie Fisher died. Um, and people continue to think that 2016 is some sort of aberration where uh, you know, there's something in the air. Uh, you know, just 2000. This refrigerator is now leaking as I'm noticing a small uh, Lake Erie forming on the floor, which eh, let's all admit that's problematic. Um, but where was I? 2016, right. Um, it's almost as if there was some sort of like baby boom, like after World War II, where people would all die at a certain point, you know? Um, it's crazy. But everyone on Twitter, man, oh, 2016's the worst. Where do you see 2017 and 2018? There's going to be more people dying. True story. I, 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 if history serves me correct, more people will die every year because there's more people on the planet. And it will happen and happen and happen. Now, I'm sure somebody will send me a link and say, uh, actually, uh, it doesn't work like that. You, if you look at this graph and this chart, you'll see that there are dips and valleys uh, to show. Uh, I'm being literal. It's a podcast, all right? It is a podcast that's probably more successful than most, but not even close to the most successful. Just, just, so just give me a fucking break, all right? All right. Uh, so where are we going with this? Um, how's everyone's holiday season? You know, everyone was good. You know, birth of Jesus, you know, happy birthday. Imagine Jesus on his birthday getting all loaded and doing whatever. Birthdays are for the boys. They're going to play this podcast when I get to the pearly gates and say, oh, let's talk about blasphemy. You're aware of that term, Brian? And I'll say, yeah, I was doing it for cheap laughs. And I'll say, oh, that's nice. Welcome to purgatory. Sit and think about it for eternity. Um, so what were some of the things like, this is going to be a shorter podcast, uh, which you've all heard before. Um, again, half the shit that I wanted to talk about is really not even, I was going to talk about Alan Thicke dying, which that was like two weeks ago. We've moved on so far from that already. Alan Thicke is an afterthought of afterthoughts. We've already had George Michael and Carrie Fisher now. And listen, someone's got to die. <laughs> someone's got to die. Someone's got to die of, of, a celebrity stature. By New Year's the by eleven fifty nine on New Year's Eve, uh, someone else is going to die, and uh, we're all going to be very sad about it. And we're going to say, "I hate you, two thousand sixteen," and uh, you know the deal. But Alan Thicke, I was just thinking of the Growing Pains. Growing Pains was a great show. Um, that was a show. That was one of the. I was going to say that's what shows had were, were of quality and whatnot. No, they weren't. They were they were just <laughs> fucking terrible. Uh, but it was you know when you have ten channels on your on your TV. Uh, those shows become part of your life. They really do. So you can understand how MASH and I Love Lucy and all that crap. People still worship them. But 
Growing Pains, which it, it, and, and you know, it was so poignant, the, 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 the opening of Growing Pains, where they showed the actual personal photos of everyone. It was like, wow, I can really identify with them because I take family photos too. They're in my parents' mantle. And uh, I keep hitting the table, I'm sorry. New, new environment here, new, new headphones, new everything. Uh, you know, you, you saw that, and it even introduced us to a young homeless boy know, named Leonardo DiCaprio, who we, we couldn't actually see his family photos. Uh, because he was poor on the show and homeless and he had no family, I guess, apparently in real life. That's what I was made to perceive as a young child. That, that's all I... I mean, even the, the red-headed, uh, we're going to bring you in to boost a rating show, Chrissy, uh, the daughter, she had family photos, which, again, uh, talk about useless characters. You know when a show is going downhill, when you bring in that child and she goes for, the, the child goes from like birth to seven in like a season, and when they go on vacation. Because when they go on vacation, basically they're saying, listen, ratings, are, this isn't going to last forever. We're running out of ideas. Either the ratings suck or we're running out of ideas. Or someone's up for a big contract and we can't renew them and the show's not going to be the same. So let's just all go have some fun in Hawaii, right? I think every TGIF show went to Hawaii except for maybe the, the Winslows. And that's because Steve, Steve Urkel was breaking everything. And Carl Winslow was falling off of roofs. That's right, Simon Yonkers. Falling off of roofs. Um, where's I going with this? But, I mean, it was an interesting show, though. I, I always liked it. I don't know what it was. I mean, Mike Seaver was a badass. Think of, take, take Mike Seaver from, like, 1980s and put him now. He'd be the kid that was picked on, but he was the tough guy. He was the cool guy. Yeah, he, he was cool. But, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio, no family. That's cool. Um, I guess that's all, that's, all, that's all I had about that one. I, I guess corny, what do I have here? I'm, I'll go with my notes here. Corny 80s sitcom theme music. Growing Pains was great. Uh, should we play clips of them? Yeah. Should we? Okay, I, I, I will. I'll, we'll play. We'll play some. We'll play a little montage here in a minute. Um, it's it's amazing that the 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 clips themselves, the the songs, they were so heartfelt back then. And maybe I don't watch enough sitcoms these days, but like the nonsense, the tomfoolery, and just fucking ridiculousness of those shows that. Barely made me crack a smile, but I watched it every week. Those songs were so heartfelt, and like you wanted to sit around with your family and play, you know, shoots and ladders, listening to this shit. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, I, we'll go, we'll go with Growing Pains. How about this? We'll go with Growing Pains. I'll write this down. Growing Pains. Put this for post production, as they say in the biz of me sitting in a room with uh, headphone microphones. Growing Pains. Let's say Perfect Strangers. Uh, we'll go. We'll go. We'll, we'll go exclusively ABC here. Perfect Strangers, um, Full House, and uh, yeah. What's the one with Steve Urkel? Uh, Family Matters. All right. Uh, who wants to hear? Let, let's let's do a let's. Okay, Brian, you're repeating yourself. All right, let's listen. To it. Like you need some kind of change No matter what's all this time Nothing's gonna stand in my way This flame in my heart Like a long lost friend Gives every dark street a light at the end Standing tall On the wings of my dreams Tower of dreams Real love bursting out of every scene Feel our hands. 
talk a little bit. I think, are we going with the category of who's best or corniest? I think the answer to both of that is perfect strangers. Uh, I think there's no doubt about it. Brownson Pinchot, is that how you say his name? Who one who played Balky Bartokomus? That guy's entire career rested. It has nothing to do with the theme music. I just want to make a point. Um, entire career rested on being that awkward foreign guy who we all made fun of. Dude was from Los Angeles. He was born there. But in every fucking thing, he was always that. Ah, oh, where am I? What am I doing? How do I drive car? I'm from Mipos. Do the dance of joy. I never understood that, uh, but I'm going to say Perfect Strangers um, on all accounts. It was one of the dumbest shows, uh, America or Bust, as in she's on the back of that cart going, <laughs> this huge smile when he sees the Statue of Liberty, like it's fucking Ellis Island. Oh, God, and it's the 1800s. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyways, let's move on here. Um, so what do you think? I, I think Perfect Strangers. You tell me what you think. I want to hear it. Te text me. Do not text me. You will never get my phone number. Uh, <laughs> tweet at me at Red Ticket Blues or at Brian Buck 13 Tell me what, what is the... Am I really doing this? Is this fucking Mike and Mike? Tell me. Retweet if you think this. Holy Christ. I just like went into that routine and didn't even think about it. Well, tell me what you think. Eh, do it if you want. I don't really give a shit anyways. Um, let's see. Michael Floyd DUI. Uh, so he was, what... 0.2 something. This is the, excuse me, let me, for everyone that's not aware, the former Arizona Cardinals wide receiver Michael Floyd was arrested for DUI as he was asleep at a green light, Tony La Russa style. Um, you know, yeah, green light, yeah, fuck it, I'm not going to go. He's going to take a nap. Uh, cops sitting there banging on the glass. There's a video. Just look up the video, Michael Floyd uh, DUI video. And, uh, you know, they have to say, uh, wake up, wake up. And they ask him, he's aware he's in Scottsdale. Um, but he has no idea of anything else. He has no idea what street he's on, where. He said he's going to pick up someone at the airport, I think. Uh, but it's a pretty embarrassing video overall. And the Arizona Cardinals, they're going nowhere. They don't need to hold on to him. Because really, would they have gotten rid of him if they were 11-2 and two or 12-3, and three, whatever the case may be? Would they, if they were having a successful season, would they have gotten rid of him? No, they wouldn't have. But they say, face, they say, listen. This is our football team in the National Football League, and we don't want someone like that who does not take a public safety into consideration and his own personal safety in representing our National Football League team. You're dismissed. Well, Bill Belichick feels a different way. He says, you know what? You're good enough for us. We have murderers, serial killers, if you will, in Aaron Hernandez, even though I can't put that on Bill Belichick. I doubt he knew or was following Aaron Hernandez kill people and then say, you know what? Uh, we got to make more plays for him on third down. It, I don't think it worked that way. But the Patriots pick him up, and uh, Bill, you know, of course, you know, the Boston media says, hey, you know, Bill, you know, what's the deal here? Uh, we're aware of everything. We're aware of the situation. Then it comes out that Michael Floyd is his extremely high alcohol intake for his, I guess it was called actually extreme DUI in the state of Arizona, where it looks like there's a very good case. He will serve 40, 45 days in prison, well, jail. Uh, let's, let's jail and prison are two different things, people. Read up. Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> that's the only source of information, Wikipedia. Because nothing's ever wrong there. Um, that he will serve 45 days in jail. And Bill Belichick then said, uh, I was not aware of that. Um, this is where Bill Belichick and, you know, we all, we all shit on, and I am guilty of it too, of Marshawn Lynch and his ridiculous, uh, and listen, it was nonsensical. Uh, I'm just here so I don't get fined. I'm just, I mean, that was attention-seeking ridiculousness at the Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong. However, there are coaches in this league, 
in this sports scene in Bill Belichick, in Greg Popovich, who think it's funny to be surly dickheads all the time. Granted, Popovich reserves it for uh, sideline reporters, which is an antiquated uh, you know, profession at this point. Um, before they're giving us the news, it's, we've already seen it on Twitter five minutes ago. And no offense, but many of the times, it is a pretty face there for eye candy for a mostly male audience to look at. Um, I'm not saying they don't put in the work, because I'm sure they do. However, they, the, the position itself really adds nothing. Um, I would like to see... They, they interview Greg Popovich during in the middle of a game. Not in the middle of a game, but, you know, after a quarter. I want to see them start interviewing head coaches. And RIP to the careers, uh, well, current careers, RIP to the jobs of Marvin, Marvin Lewis, who's never won a playoff game in his life, uh, and should have been fired years ago. So, But he's, I guess he's retiring, so... Uh, I saw a great tweet that said, after thinking of he was going to get fired the last six years, he finally gave up and retired. <laughs> I think it was Blaze Miller in Casey, or Blaze in Casey on Twitter, if that's uh, really that important to you. Um, and Rex Ryan, the Ryan brothers, Rob Ryan as well, have been relieved of their duties for being shitty football coaches. Um, uh, where do they go next? I'm sure wherever they go, Rex thinks he's got a great defense. He loves the team, loves the players. He really is a great crew, and they're going to win the Super Bowl. I feel like I've heard this before. Rex Ryan has become a laughingstock, a big, fat laughingstock. And uh, if we're going to talk about fat, we have to talk about his brother, who is even worse as a defensive coordinator. And he seems to lead awful defensive teams. They look like shit. They're terrible. Uh, so goodbye to them. Um, it's been real. But anyways, what I was going back to, you know, these coaches who, it's not funny. I, I don't know what it is. Popovich, who says great things sometimes and is funny sometimes, Everyone thinks it's hysterical that he's surly uh, to the sideline reporters. Oh, oh that's, that's such a great stick. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just one of those Twitter things that we all have to like go crazy about and whatever. I don't know. Anyways, uh, they will have to join. Twitter is all about herd mentality. If you don't like herd mentality, don't go on Twitter. Uh, what else did I have here? Grayson Allen kicking people. That was like a week ago, Brian. We, we've moved on from that. I mean, Christ had his birthday by then. I mean, that's over. Um, the other thing I did want to get into, and let me bring up the quotes here, and that was George Carl. George Carl is the former, he's been a former coach of a million teams, and he's kind of a dick, too. He's been the former coach of the, we're going back to 1979, San Antonio Spurs, Cleveland Cavaliers, Golden State Warriors, Seattle Supersonics, Milwaukee Bucks, Denver Nuggets, and then back to Sacramento. Uh, he has a he has won 1,175 games in his career. He is the sixth winningest coach in NBA history. Uh, he has, uh, let's see, he has more wins than Larry Brown, Rick Adelman, Greg Popovich, and uh, who's that? That's Greg Popovich. Why don't you show me that picture again? Greg Popovich and top nine winningest. Okay, it's total clip bit shit. But he has, let's see, 1,131 wins. Phil Jackson has 1,155 wins. Granted, the championship's uh, a bit glaring in the uh, department there. What's it, 11 to nothing or 10 to nothing? We'll just say George Carl was a coach for NBA coach for 25 seasons. During that time, he was a consummate winner for his career. Carl only led two teams to a below 500 winning percentage. He won a Western Conference final with the Supersonics. On top of all that, Carl was named the NBA coach of the year in 2012 and 2013. Uh, this is obviously an old article. It should be known that Carl is nearing a four-year deal to become the next coach of the Sacramento Kings. And like Maury Povich says, that's a lie. Uh, 
So he's coming out with a book that I guess we all want to read. Um, and there are a lot of things that he said that uh, really rub people the wrong way. Uh, let's see, what is the name of the book? Uh, where the hell did it go? Let's see, the name of the book is called, well, this, this is great preparation here, Brian. Okay, after trashing Anthony's character, Carmelo Anthony, he who he coached with the Denver Nuggets, and his play in his new book, Furious George. Oh, I like that. Play on words, Furious George. Brian, you don't need to explain it to everyone. Got it. New Knicks. Jesus, can the Daily News update things here? They're, they're like sidebar bullshit. New Knicks star Jason Kidd was feeling no pain after DWI crash. Police report says basketball great and Jeremy Lin. What, what year is this from? And Jeremy Lin intended mentor did not know what happened in accident cop reported. That story is like, what is that, five, three, four, five years ago? Holy Christ. Get your act together, New York Daily News. You employ Sean King. I mean, that, that, that's your first mistake. Anyways, so his uh, Furious George, my 40 years surviving NBA divas, clueless GMs, and poor shot selection, which hmm, I, I think I'm on board with all that so far. Um, let's see. Let, let, let's go to the Carmelo uh, comments first here. So... The biggest news came a few days ago when he, George Carl blasted former uh, guys that he coached in Kenyon Martin, J.R. Smith, and most notably Carmelo Anthony. Um, let's, let's find the quotes here. Kenyon Martin and Carmelo carried two big burdens, all that money and no father to show them how to act like a man, which I'll say, I don't know why I read that one first, because that is the most inappropriate one of the entire, uh, entire book. Why is that necessary? They don't have fathers. That's not their fault. Uh, he, da, 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 da. Carl also criticized, criticized Carmelo Anthony and J.R. Smith, comparing all three to the spoiled brats you see in junior golf and junior tennis. And he talked about Melo. Okay, I'm getting all confused here. Let's see, let's see. Let me find the actual quotes instead of people responding to the quotes. And we all know the quotes, but I just want to be accurate. Okay, here we go. Here we go. And I have to look at Stephen A. Smith's stupid face here as I look at this. Carmelo was, a, this is George Carl saying, Carmelo was a true conundrum for me in the six years I had him. He was the best offensive player I've ever coached. He's also a user of people, addicted to the spotlight, and very unhappy when he had to share it. He really lit my fuse at the low demand of himself on defense. He had no commitment to be hard, dirty work of, to, to the hard, dirty work of stopping the other guy. So far, I don't see what's wrong with it. Um... I, the only thing I will say this that I cannot speak on is the user of people. I, I can't stand for that. I mean, I, I, I can't agree with that because I don't know. I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy. I, I know nothing. George Carl would know that better. The rest? Addicted to the spotlight? Yeah. Very unhappy when he had to share it? Oh, yeah. Really lit my fuse with the low demand of de himself on defense? He had no commitment to the hard, dirty work of stopping the other guy? I mean, if you disagree with that, you need, you need psychiatric help. I think that's all true. Uh, he then said when uh, Carmelo demanded a trade, Carl said the trade was a sweet release for the coach. Excuse me, uh, Carl said it was a sweet release for the coach and the team. It was like popping a blister. Um, Carl wrote that J.R. Smith, yeah, I already said the, the, the wrote that J.R. Smith, had, who is now with the Cavaliers, had a huge sense of entitlement, a distracting posse, Racially loaded word. His eye always on the next contract and some really unbelievable shot selection. Um, 
Is anything wrong with that? I, I, I don't understand. A huge sense of entitlement, I don't know that as well. Uh, a distracting posse, you would assume, just because the man loves to go out, he could be wrong there. I always on the next contract, that could probably be 95% of the NBA, and some really unbelievable shot selection. I think if there's anyone that disagree with that, you're not watching basketball. Um, even the jackass that walks into the room on Christmas Day to watch the five-game series of the NBA, uh, they'd look at J.R. Smith's shoot, which he didn't play, so it doesn't really apply. But anyways, if he was watching, they'd say, uh, why is that moron taking that shot? I think that's pretty accurate. And then there was the other, and Kenny Martin, listen, Kenny Martin's done a lot of dumb things in his life, too. I'm not going to say he's a bad guy, but... Uh, Kenny Martin said, uh, I didn't have a father growing up. We all know that. What's George Carl's excuse for being a terrible person? It's, it's, it's a, you know, fair comeback. And the other issue, I, I know I'm sort of rambling with this, so let's, let's, let's end this here. Uh, da, 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 da. There was the other thing that came out today that will be in, in the book, the book. Um, and that was that George Carl thinks that most of the NBA is on steroids. Now, uh, there was a uh, law, law, Jesus Christ, buying sports. There was a rule passed, uh, some sort of uh, you know, testing for HGH a year or two ago. I don't know if it's the case now that some people are doping. Maybe they are. But I certainly agree with them that people were doping before. How is it that everyone, especially NBA fans, think that there's doping prevalent in other sports, but the NBA is, for whatever reason, free and clear of that? Even the ugly family next to me would agree that... I mean, some of these guys, I mean, LeBron James lost how many, how many pounds in the offseason from the sugar-free diet? Um, it's obvious, this is from Carl, it's obvious some of our players are doping. How are some guys getting older, get thinner and fitter? How are they recovering from injury so fast? Why the hell are they going to Germany in the offseason? I doubt it's a sauerkraut. Looking at you, Mr. Kobe Bryant. Uh, Carl suggested players are finding substances that don't show up in most drug tests. He said most likely it's for the newest hard to detect blood boosters and PEDs that they have in Europe. Unfortunately, drug testing always seems to be a couple steps behind drug hiding. Lance Armstrong never failed to test, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I started making headlines last weekend, yada, yada, yada. So, out of all the things that George Carl said or claimed or was trying to cause a stir for his book that many people would not read in the first place, because George Carl is an asshole. He has a history of saying dumb shit. But... How can you possibly disagree with most of the stuff he said? And I see him being called a racist on Twitter and being an old man who just wants to complain. Are you listening to the substance of his comments? The fatherless thing, I will tell you, it does throw some shade at, uh, at the comments overall because that is a bad look and that did not need to be said. And if you want to go the racial angle on that, I guess you can. I still don't think it was racially loaded. Uh, like, uh, you know buffoons like Dan Levitard would say. Um, but if you want to make that case, I'm not going to argue with you. But the rest of it, pure substance right there. Pure substance. Pure. Pure. That shit's pure. Pure money, cookies, water. Um, all right, that's enough. <laughs> I, think, I think we've gone our course at this point. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And I'm sorry again. Um, hopefully 2017 is better. Uh, hopefully, because you know, you know, no one's going to die then. Everything's going to be great. 2016 has um, ended the lives of many people. And I don't mean to make light of, you know, the people that died in 2016. That, that's not what I'm doing. No one likes to die. Uh, I guess maybe some people do, but most people probably don't want to die. Um, but these people on Twitter, I, I, I'm telling you, half these people, 
and I picked the wrong person today because I got some shit when I said, oh, millennials went and looked up who, uh, you know, who Carrie Fisher was, found out who she was, and then said, screw you, 2016. Maybe that was the wrong one because 2000, excuse me, Star Wars is something that uh, sort of bonds all the generations together. Maybe I should have saved that one for like Alan Thicke or uh, George Michael. Um, but hey, Kirk Douglas doesn't know where he is, but he's still chilling, man. 100 years old. Got to give it to him. And Charles Manson, he's like 80-something. He probably does know where he is, but uh, he's still chilling too. So, <sighs> What can you say? What can you say? God picks and chooses. It's not up to me. If it was, <laughs> be a bloodbath. Anyways, uh, you can listen to the show on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play. Follow the show on uh, all the things I just said. What the fuck? Follow me on uh, Twitter, BrianBuff13 and at RedTicketBlues. And uh, I don't know when I'll be recording again. Hopefully the quality here and the sound is good. And, uh, you know, if it isn't, uh, please feel free to complain. I'm sure you all will. Uh, with all that being said, I'm out here. I'm out here.